Welcome to another episode of People Power Politics. It's episode 10. And, uh, you know, we, we've got some, uh, some things to discuss here. Uh, number one, um, I, I don't mean to brag, but for those of you who are following us on over on Twitter at uh, GL Republic, uh, you will have uh, actually seen, and, and it was only about a minute, but it's, it's, still, it's still a minute, folks. Uh, a minute, uh, we actually broke um, the Supreme Court dismissing the bid by the Texas Attorney General to rule that somehow their dictator pretend uh, could serve a second term. We broke that story by a minute. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, once again, uh, if, if you're so inclined, um, you can go to patreon.com backslash Nick Stones, support our work. Uh, it, it helps us out. Um, and, you know, as, as always, make sure you're following us on Twitter at uh, GL Republic for the, uh, you know, podcasts and, and, you know, the writing. And then obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over there on Twitter at, uh, at Nick Sones. But let's get right down to it. You know, the, the Supreme Court has officially said to Mr. Trump that he is a one-term president, that he is officially a loser. And, uh, you know, the Supreme Court is more or less basically saying, you know, he he was able to get three Supreme Court appointments. And pretty much those three have said to him, have a nice day. Thank you for the appointment. We're done with you. And they, they are more or less wiping their hands of Mr. Trump. Um, that's not surprising. Uh, as as far as the Supreme Court justice goes, or you know, that's that's not surprising when considering the judicialness that they're supposed to exhibit. Um, what what is surprising? I, I will say this: what what is surprising is uh, that they actually did it. I mean, I I am truly surprised because I thought for sure the Supreme Court. Uh, was more or less going to take up the case. And I and I figured that it was going to more or less be, uh, you know, they, that they were going to take it up. And I figured that, you know, Roberts was going to be one of the ones who said we shouldn't have taken it up. But, you know, they were going to take it up anyway. So I am genuinely surprised um, that they have not taken it up. Now, what I will say for the ramifications of this and and for for the moment that we are all living in, the ramifications are crystal clear. Um, we are one election away from authoritarian rule. Uh, we we are we are one election away from basically uh, uh, having a political party in power that says, "Hey, we're we're perfectly okay doing away with the rule of law, doing away with elections, doing away with." Uh, you know, rights for uh, those who, uh, you know, don't look and don't speak and don't 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 sound like us. That that is where we're at in America today. Um, and I think that this is this is obviously I've I've organized on campaigns before. You know, I, I have you know, I, I bring over uh, uh, just about just just close to well over a decade of, of political political organizing experience to the table. And this has always been the major dilemma once the campaigns have ended is, is well, how, how do you keep people engaged and how do you re-engage those who are now uh, uh, 
those who were, you know, activated, but now have just simply gone back to being non-engaged. So that's that's always been the issue. And and that's that's the biggest frustration once the campaigns end. Obviously, there's frustrations, you know, while, you know, you're out there, you know, doing the day to day stuff. But the biggest the biggest uh, frustration is definitely that, you know, once once you're you know, once once that campaign has ended, the 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 biggest frustration is, you know, how do you keep these people engaged? And that is something, you know, that that we're still going to have to contend with even now. Um, and it's something even, you know, I, I think that, you know, even Republicans, uh, uh, decent Republicans, sane Republicans would feel the same way is, is you know, that that, you know, it was it was always a, a, a the, the, the major question as far as politics goes is how do you keep uh, these people engaged? How do you keep engagement going and, and things of that nature? And, and I have not been able to crack that that question. Um, and I really don't think that a whole lot of others have been. Um, you know, I, I just I don't think that a lot of people have been able to, you know, crack that that question. And, you know, that's that's something that has always kind of uh, kept me uh, puzzled. And even now, even even now that, you know, we we have we have as a society literally been brought to a brink where, you know, look, if 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 he happens to win, uh, you know, obviously, if 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 the dictator, if 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 uh, if if Mr. Trump had happened to have won a second term, would there have been anything as, as far as a democracy goes, as, as far as equal rights go and, and so on and so forth? And I'm not I'm not so convinced that there would have been. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, I think that what we need, what we, what we need to do now, as, as far as, you know, society goes, as, as far as some of the reforms go, is we now need to explore instituting, um, you know, basic, basic principles, which say that if, if, if you're a candidate running for president and you don't want to release at least 15 years of your tax returns, then you cannot be on a ballot. If, if, if you're running for president and, uh, you know, you're you're somehow under an investigation, you don't want to comply with those investigators, then you should not be allowed on a ballot. I think that these are certain uh, are simple principles that both political parties, if, if, if you're willing to use that language today, because the, the one party was clearly a OK with doing away with democracy, a OK with, you know, doing away with, you know, free and fair elections. And, and we are still at the brink. We are still at the brink. And, 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 and that's what I, I cannot, I cannot stress enough. We are still at that precipice where uh, uh, we are just basically one, one election away from falling over the cliff where we no longer have a democracy. And, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, going back to the whole question of, you know, how has Donald Trump altered the norms and everything of American society? It's simple, folks. America, uh, America can no longer claim that uh, throughout our entire history, throughout our entire history, that we have never had uh, that, that we've always had a peaceful transition of power. Because while, yes, this has largely been a peaceful transition, we have to be clear. Donald Trump and the rest of the Republican Party were willing to go to court, were willing to make the arguments and, and we're willing to spread 
the disinformation and, and, and they were willing to do the work of the Russians by trying to divide the country and do away with the norms and, 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 and the, the, the uh, democratic values of this country. And, you know, it, it used to be in America that both political parties would agree on democratic norms and democratic values and civic life and everything of that nature. Well, that's no longer the case because Republicans uh, somehow became a party of enablers and became a party of um, bootlickers. And, you know, and, and that's that's a term that I continually use. Um, you know, Republicans are a bunch of bootlickers at the end of the day. Yes, every now and then uh, you'll see a senator here and there decide that they're not going to lick the boot today. But for the most part, they're a bunch of bootlickers. And, you know, if, if you if you take a look at. Um, Oh, you know, I, I was reading a book. Um, it's it's in fact it's it's called On Fascism: Twelve Lessons from American History. It's by Matthew C. McWilliams. It's a very very uh, quick read. Um, I would recommend the book. Um, and again, one of the things that he shows in that text is that Republicans. Those those who are Republicans, those who align themselves with the Republican Party, are more inclined to be willing to submit to authority, are willing to submit to uh, absolute authority, and 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 that's what we see. That's that's what we saw with with Donald Trump. It's 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 the absoluteism. It's it's the absolutism that that he's in charge, and. You know, so on and so forth. And I've and I've heard from, you know, certain certain Republicans who have said who have said such things to me like, oh, well, if only Congress would get out of the way. Again, folks, American values and American norms, Congress passes laws, the president can sign or can veto laws. That's that's what it is. And, and, you know, so, so the notion that, well, just just get out of the way and let him lead. That's that's a notion that's built out of um, an uh, an aspiration for authoritarianism, an aspiration for a dictatorship. And I think I think you know we we like to we like to discuss how you know a, a certain segment of society, a certain segment of Americans, you know, voted voted to 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 reelect him, and voted to you know do this and do that. As as I stated on you know. The, the previous episode, we have to be willing to call this moment what by its name. We have to be willing to call these people by their names. They're aspiring autocrats. They're illiberal, and and they they simply uh, have a bunch of values that are uh, frankly un-American. I mean, their their values. I mean, their their values at the end of the day are un-American. The values of Donald Trump, the values of his children, the values that they espouse are un-American values. Um, you know, I, I, I'm someone who, again, I, I was, you know, I, I was one of the few people back in 16 and, you know, uh, who, who was, you know, calling this as I saw it, which was truly a battle between good and evil. And a lot of folks were upset with me for calling it what it was. And, and that's, that's where we're at this, this right here. And, and it, it, it goes back to now it's a. Now it's become a larger battle between good versus evil because the one political party has now more or less been unmasked as wanting a 
a court that's an an, an unelected court to step in and say, you know what, the election results in certain states are null and void, and and you know we're going to all bow down to the dictator that that you know that we've created that that they have created, and that's the other thing to remember here too is that as as I said, you know. Uh, when, when, you know, this, when, when, you know, as I said earlier in this episode, by us getting 15 years of tax returns or by us strengthening the rules and the laws surrounding who can run, um, you know, that, that would somewhat prevent an aspiring autocrat, prevent an aspiring authoritarian from, from seeking office. But we have to be willing, we, we have to be willing to, uh, you know, say what it is. And, and certainly some of those, you know, there's, there's going to be pushback to me, you know, wanting say 15 years of tax returns and things of that nature. And that's perfectly okay. We can debate that all you want, but, but when it comes to, to Mr. Trump, he would not have released 15 years of his tax returns. And there's, there's a certain segment of society, which would have said, well, Hey, you know what? It's okay. We don't need them. And those people would be wrong and, and they would be A-OK with breaking rules and breaking norms and everything else. And I think, you know, I think uh, uh, a good part of this has to go back to a civic culture and our civic life. And I think, you know, in America today, we were once a society that praised ourselves. That 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 uh, I, I guess praised isn't praised isn't the right word. We but pride pride prided ourselves on we we were once a society which prided ourselves on standing up for uh, democracies and standing against authoritarians and standing against people who would break laws and things of that nature. We we were once a society where we always aspired to. Um, how do I phrase this? We, we always aspire to stand up straight and not have to, you know, be bent because we were somehow crooked morally or uh, ethically. And it appears that with Donald Trump, by coming to power, he has now allowed for a vast portion, a, a vast segment of society to now, to, to now just simply embrace rule breaking. To, to simply embrace breaking norms of American democracy. And, and you know, I, I know I saw, um, I saw some, some comments on Twitter of people saying, well, you know, I, I, guess, I guess what's next is, you know, certain states will attempt to secede. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who, if, if I were the Speaker of the House, and again, I, I don't know the constitutionality of this or the legality of it, but you have what so many members of, of the House claiming, you know, to 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 uh, uh, agreeing that with with Texas that this right here should not um, that that the will of the people should not stand. So the Speaker of the House should refuse to swear in those members of Congress. Plain and simple. 
you know, look, they, they, they want to play a game. They want to play to the base. The Speaker of the House should come on in. She should also play to the base. She should also play their games. She should refuse to swear these members in who joined, who, 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 who either A, praised this lawsuit, or B, uh, submitted amicus briefs to, to the court in, or, uh, you know, submitted favorable comments and things of that nature to the court. Uh, on behalf of the state of Texas, and so on and so forth. Uh, that That is where we're at. Um, so, you know, again, I mean, I, I guess, I guess really, uh, you know, again, when, when I know back when I secured the domain, good luck, Republic, and, and again, you can, you can go and, you know, read the, the writing on goodluckrepublic.com. Back when I secured the domain, oh gosh, I want to say it was maybe two to three weeks before the election. And I, I wasn't someone who I was, uh, you know, we're, we're absolutely we're going to win. I, I was more maybe we're going to pull this off. Maybe democracy will survive. But I didn't think that democracy would still be in flames. And currently democracy our our democracy is still in flames and so is our society i mean american society right now is in flames you have you know just just on the covid front you have members of congress who refuse to pass a stimulus bill to give americans $1200 to give americans $600 now i i have i have yet to to run into any member of Congress who is poor, any member of Congress who can't put food on their table, or any member of Congress who, you know, might be facing eviction come January 1st. So once again, folks, American society overall is in a crisis. American democracy overall is in a crisis. And we have a certain political party and if I've got to name that party for you at this point, then you are lost. And I truly, truly don't know if you will ever become uh, whole again, if, if you will. Um, but we, we have a society that is literally on fire. We have a political party that would rather allow for the fire to go on burning than to attempt to put it out. That's where we're at. Our democracy, our society is still on fire. And it's as if nobody seems the hell to give a damn. Or if 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 they do give a damn, they're not willing to uh, take it seriously and do what is necessary uh, to put out the flames, to to stop the fire, to stop the burning, to stop the pain. I mean, is, isn't that the ultimate goal of politics, to change society? It, shouldn't shouldn't the ultimate goal of of of, of any political party be to help the people, to help society. Certainly that, that should be, you know, the aspiration of a political party. But today we don't see that in America. We see one party that, you know, wants to, uh, again, allow the flames to continue to burn and, and allow the fire to, to continue to rage. And then we see another party that wants to, you know, try through meager, little, tiny, uh, uh, piecemeal reforms try to put out the fire and maybe prevent the next one. But ultimately, we don't see a society that 
you know, is, uh, uh, you know, that that is or, or, you know, two major political parties that are striving to stop and prevent fires and put them out and and, you know, make democracy and make society whole again. We, we don't. I mean, that's that's just the facts. You know, I, I, I don't like leaving it on, you know, painting such a bleak picture, but at the same time. We have to be willing to say what is the facts as as we see them, and these are the facts. Um, you know the the coronavirus is raging. Uh, you know, and and yet what we're seeing from again the would be author uh, the would be authoritarians is, hey, let's just cancel everything. Let's let's tell people who voted by mail that their votes didn't count and. You know, let's hope that, you know, somehow the dictator in waiting gets, you know, you know, will somehow win via the Supreme Court. That obviously did not happen. And I'm glad it did not happen. But we need we we must we must be willing to face the facts that if we go on like this and if the Republican Party at the end of the day is allowed to win another presidential election, we will be back to the same to the same place we were in. With Donald Trump, there is no such thing anymore, folks, as a normal Republican. These people have all sold themselves to Donald Trump. These people have all sold themselves to Donald Trump and to Donald Trump's Republican Party. They are all Trump Republicans. There, there, there is no difference between Senator Romney and Larry Hogan. They are both Trump Republicans. Uh, uh, Larry Hogan is the governor of Maryland, for those of you who don't know. Uh, if, if, if they wanted to be anything anything else, they would have left the Republican Party. They have yet to do that. Even even uh, uh, Governor Kasich of Ohio. Um, and, you know, and I'm someone who people who know me personally know that I really, really like Governor Kasich. But again, if these people wanted to be, uh, 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 if, if these people wanted to show the courage, they would have left the Republican Party. And, and they have not. So let us be clear. There is no such thing as a sane Republican anymore. There, there is no such thing as a sane Republican anymore. There is no such thing as a normal Republican anymore. There are only Trump Republicans. There are only Trump bootlickers. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how it is. And, and we have to be willing to call it what it is. We have to be willing to label it what it is. There is no such thing as two political parties in America. There's one party. That, that believes in democracy, and then there's another party that is controlled by Repub- by, by Trump uh, uh, sycophants who were A-OK with throwing away every vote to ensure that, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump would have been reelected. That, that, that is what they were A-OK doing, and, and it is a tragedy, and it's, um, it, is, it, is, it is a crime. It's a crime. And hopefully when, you know, we inaugurate a new president, um, the Department of Justice will investigate, will investigate these uh, Republican attorney generals, will investigate Donald Trump, and we will see convictions from the tr- uh, uh, of those who have committed crimes. Uh, we will see uh, the Trump crime syndicate put behind bars and so on and so forth. Um, and and here's, here's the real lesson, folks. We must never be willing to forget this moment. We must never be willing to forget 
how close we came to living in a society in America where our democracy was no more. And, and, and I'm going to end it on that. We, we have to remember this moment. We have to remember the, the crimes and, of, of Donald Trump and what Donald Trump has done to our American society. We have to remember. We have to remember. We have to bear witness. We have to bear witness. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zones. This has been People Powered Politics. You can find us on Twitter, at Nick Zones, at GL Republic. And if you can, uh, subscribe on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash Nick Zones. As always, be safe, be well. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Make smart decisions.